Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for joining me today. I hope your day is off to a really good start. I am smiling at you. I'm happy to be talking to you, leaving you yet another really long voice message, voicemail. That's what this is. And um, you're just listening as you're going about your day. And I'm going to just fill you in on some thoughts I've been having, some experiences I've had. And if you can message me back, that'd be great. If you can't, it's just like one of those messages that you can just like push play and you go about your business. And so I will say, I hope you are um, doing some mindful breathing, your shoulders are relaxed, and um, have some water while you're at it. Make some tea. Okay, so the first thing I want to talk about is just like, Therapy was absolutely, absolutely amazing on Monday. I got to talk about my family dynamics and I think my therapist was thrilled uh, because I, it was a roller coaster and I mean just one peak. So I start my family visit, I started slowly rising, tension building, tension building. It got really rough and argumentative and then we calmed back down and it was great. And I think I shared already my conversation with my mom about how I need to be the kid and you're the parent. And um, so I talked about that in therapy. And uh, one thing that came up, my therapist very gently brought this topic up. And it was just so beautifully done how she did this because I didn't feel defensive at all. And it feels like we're finally starting to get into, you know, family issues, childhood issues. And she said, often um, when I work with ACOAs, uh, this is kind of my approach. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, what is an ACOA? And she told me, adult children of alcoholics. And how is this term new to me? I don't even think it is new to me. I think I've heard it before and I've tuned it out. Um, But it's really relevant to me right now because of where I am in therapy and how much I've been learning and growing and all that good stuff. And so... um, What did I even write? She said, there's a set of characteristics um, and it's important to make space for self. Oh, I think in terms of um, because of the dynamics in my family around alcoholism and alcoholic type drinking um, or alcohol use disorder, I'm not going to be hung up on the terminology right now because I'm in the middle. I'm the patient, okay? I'm not claiming to be the expert here. And that's what I'm talking to you about. Like, this is me processing all of this. And basically being an adult child or any child of an alcoholic is... Um, we talked about how a lot of my experience has been... Um, navigating, negotiating, and predicting emotions around me. And so um, I'm really, it's interesting. Everyone's experience is different. And um, the, the movie image of the drunken father 
with the unbuttoned flannel shirt. I'm actually picturing Don Draper from Mad Men, and he's like coming home, fists are swinging, and he's just like absolutely housed, shit-faced, and like abusive. That is not my experience. And so, because that's the image we're given, sometimes it's hard to even identify that like a family member may be an alcoholic or, you know, us as individuals may have um, issues with alcohol. Um, But it made me think about my dad. That wasn't the picture I grew up with, but he would sometimes have too much to drink in a social situation. And he honestly, he got kind of jolly. He got kind of silly. And then um, I'm thankful that um, I didn't have that situation that I described with Don Draper. However, that doesn't mean that it's always jolly and silly and that um, it's just really complicated. And I think about it now, like, my dad will, he'll talk to me and like, I think the last phone call we had, he said, he's doing really well and he's been behaving. And I was like, what? What do you mean behaving? You're like 70. And he's like, oh, I haven't been drinking any cocktails. You know, sometimes I have too many cocktails at night. And hello, on this side of like two years of alcohol-free therapy, I'm like, oh my God, what? is my family's relationship with alcohol. It's time we start really digging in deep, but not too much, not too fast, because we're all going to shut down. I'll shut down with it. Um, And so I just feel really invigorated with the way therapy is going. I'm so thankful to have my therapist. What was the fake therapist name we gave her? I really can't remember. Um, And then... Okay, a positive note I just want to talk about with um, my visit home. Um, I'll try to make it quick, but my mom, when she likes something, she likes it. When she doesn't, she doesn't. And I remember one year for the holidays, my brother was so proud. He got her an expensive watch, and I didn't know he got it for her, but she opened it, and... She hesitated for a moment, and my brother immediately was like, what? What's wrong? And I was laughing hysterically, and he's like, what's so funny? And I'm like, mom doesn't wear watches, period. Like, she just doesn't wear watches. She has a very strong opinion about it. And so that's just one example of how my mom is. And I made the same mistake my brother did the last holiday season because my mom likes a very specific face cream and she likes this one brand it you get it at the pharmacy it is really just like your you could get it at the grocery store probably it's this face cream and like anything in this brand she's happy with so like if you get her the eye cream the face cream the the day cream the night cream the neck cream any cream ass cream she is a happy if it's from this brand so what did i do last holiday season when i was shopping very last minute i was in a department store and i saw this cream that i i do like skincare and i was like that is the top shelf type of stuff and i i did ask the sales associate 
Like, this is the good stuff, right? And she was like, oh, yes. Like, that is, you know, the creme de la creme. Like, that is, like, the face cream to end all face creams. So I was like, you know what? Oh, I was really depressed after my breakup. I was just dumped, brokenhearted, literally like five days before. So I'm shopping. I'm making horrible money decisions because I'm like, I need to give good gifts this year to like make me feel happy. And when my mom opened it, she was like, oh, okay, thank you. And I was like, mom, you don't understand. I just got you like caviar for your face. I just got you like, there could be diamonds in that. Not really, not that. And there are face creams that have like diamond dust in it. Not that. And she was like, oh, okay. She dabbed one finger in it. And I could tell she was unsure. Fast forward eight months later when I visit again. And everything my mom likes to use for her like face, I guess, is in her bathroom medicine cabinet. And it wasn't in there. And then I realized it went where all her products went to die in the hallway linen closet. And I was like, oh my God, I'm not even offended. I get to take this home. And I asked her, she goes, absolutely. Sure, take it. And I I didn't get defensive. I said, so why don't you like it? (laughs) Like, be honest. Why don't you like it? And she goes, oh, it's not that I don't like it. It's just the added fragrance. And I'm going to give her that one, this added fragrance. I don't know if it's added, but it smells like old, old lady. And to me, that is the only negative of this face cream because I have been lathering it onto my face as if I've got money to burn. And um, I don't, but it's like this the money I spent on it doesn't even count because I got it as a gift and I forgot about it. So I got like bonus face cream and I'm not going to tell you what brand it is, but if you have a guess, if you message me, I'll tell you if you're right or not, but I just don't want to like, you know, who it's, it's basically all petroleum jelly, essentially. I mean, like I would love to talk to a dermatologist about it. It's all the packaging, but like, I believe this packaging, like the face cream is like really making me feel happy. Okay, enough about that. Um, Something else I want to talk about to change gears a little bit, but it's, again, this is good news. One of the most basic components of uh, anti-racism work, very low hanging fruit here. And so I'm not saying this as if I'm going to rock your world, knock your socks off, but I thought it would be good for me to kind of return to the basics and first and foremost, thank you for listening to me. Like, I really appreciate it. I know I'm not for everybody, uh, but if you've stuck with me this long, I really appreciate it. And um, so this is like the basic easy work that I think anybody can do. It's to diversify your feed. So on Instagram, Facebook, what have you, whatever you use, make sure you're following black people, people of color, indigenous people. Follow, 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 as long as you are going to respect them and really listen to what they're saying. Like watch their videos, 
Um, and I share that because I definitely did that and I continue to do it. And I just, it's making my life um, richer and uh, deeper, if that's the right word. It's just, I definitely am benefiting. And so I've promoted this Instagram account before and I'll promote it again. It's at, you know, the at symbol for Instagram, Brandon K. Good. Um, B-R-A-N-D-O-N, the letter K, like K for um, Krispy Kreme donuts, Brandon K. Good, G-O-O-D. And their Instagram video, uh, they do the, yeah, watch their in their IGTV, sorry, that's the term. Um, and it's just really wonderful to continue to learn and hear fantastic ideas and points of view to, and then remember the goal. The goal of this is to dismantle these systems of oppression and um, to make sure that Black people are safe and protected. And um, I'm loosely paraphrasing Brandon K. Good. Watch, I just shared his video in my Instagram story. That makes, he, it's all him. Like, I just want to point you in his direction because I've learned a lot from him and I want to put a lot of it into practice. Okay, so thanks for listening uh, to my, you know, from face cream to kind of decide or figuring out that I'm an ACOA, adult child of an alcoholic. This is, okay, how about this? How about I give like some acknowledgement? These are really big topics for me to sit with. And I'm someone who normally like dismisses things like family dynamics. I'm going to try to not do that as I go forward in therapy. All right, so I'm going to take a deep breath and I'll be right back. All right, are you still with me? I hope so. So I'm thinking of a post I've already talked about from May 25th, 2020. And it was when I hand wrote some reflections about living life without alcohol. And one of my reflections was um, how messed up it is that medical professionals and the like wellness community, um, they, the individuals in it still have their own issues. And so the classic example is a doctor who smokes and, um, you know, a wellness blog telling you to drink wine, yada, yada, yada. And so that's a topic that's on mind. And I need to talk about it because I, I live in so much doubt all the time that like, if a person in a white coat tells me something confidently, I'm going to really trust it. And that's what I need to stop doing. I need to um, come to conclusions on my own and really believe what's best for me. Um, 
because there have been too many times where people have given me bad advice like oh you can drink you don't have a problem just like keep drinking like what's the big deal I'm talking about that type of thing um and so this is on mind because I follow someone on my personal Instagram that is an acquaintance and I want to preface this by saying I don't mean to be unkind it's just an observation and it's bringing up a lot of emotions within me and so I can try my best to keep it about me but what I have no but (laughs) did you hear that um I'm not gonna be mean but um and I really don't mean to be unkind it's just I need to talk about it so this is someone in the medical community who is an acquaintance of mine and I have a few just like I'm squinting right now in a confused expression like what are you doing and so um I've seen posts from this person of like and this is more than once this is a medical professional and the the Okay, I'm going to summarize it so I don't out this person. The camera view is just making drinks with an absurd amount of alcohol. Like, that's kind of the joke. Like, look how much alcohol I'm pouring into this drink. That's like post one or video one. And then post two, video two, is then like that person drinking it. And then some kind of comment like, oh, this is going to like goodbye like i i'm not going to remember this or the other option is sharing that drink with a friend and then like laughing at the friend for thinking the drink is disgusting because the you watch this person pour the alcohol like dr- like exaggeratedly that's not the right way to say that word so that's one observation. And then the other one that really made me just be like, okay, I'm done. I I don't understand it. They posted a picture of their own body with a horrific sunburn. And the caption that they added said, uh, like, this is worse than any sunburn I've ever seen. This isn't okay. And it was the worst sunburn I've ever seen. Like, it wasn't just, like, red and peeling. There were, like, it looked like they had bruises. And that made me remember, this isn't the first time they've posted a sunburn. And I remember the other sunburn was connected to too much alcohol. And this is all they're sharing. They're putting this out into the world. And I'm just flabbergasted of like you're someone I'm supposed to like well not me you're not my medical professional but like you're someone I'm supposed to look up to and trust and these sunburns again more than one and the level of them is like I okay I'm not saying like I mean sometimes my shoulders get a little pink a little red sometimes they get like oh man I really messed up I got a sunburn but these sunburns you might as well buy like pink and red spray paint and like coat this person like it looks painful 
wow, how many minutes can I talk about a sunburn? Um, But it's like you are supposed to be a medical professional and it looks like you missed Dermatology 101. And maybe I'm just being a little harsh because I'm really into skincare, as I talked about like face cream earlier. And if you really look into what the sun does to our skin, one quote I heard that really changed my outlook on life is, there is no such thing as a healthy tan. I'm so sorry to tell you that, listener. Um, That really shook me. I grew up in New Jersey and I loved the sun. I loved tanning. I went to the tanning salon as a high school student. Like I had like a monthly membership to go tanning. That that's like another discussion. And like I do love the sun. I love being out in it. But there is no such thing as a healthy tan. And I saw one like fact from like a dermatological article that was like every sunburn is just like that much closer to skin cancer. Like and If I get that fact wrong, I'm sorry. It may have... It's also, like, just the skin damage, the the wrinkles, and I'm not trying to shame... I'm really not trying to shame you. If you love the sun and you love tanning, that's your right. You do that. That's you. Um, I'm just thinking, like, I would... I... What I guess I tell myself is I don't want to get to a certain point in the future and say, oh man, I really wish I uh, took better care of my skin. I wish I didn't tan so much. And I'm already at that point. I wish I didn't tan as much as I did. I wish I didn't like get as many sunburns as I did. Um, but that's kind of why I share this. That like, same thing with drinking. That like, oh man, it's... It's serious stuff. And like, I guess I'm just saying, listen to the advice that you don't want to listen to. Like at least hear it. Because I know people who shut down. As soon as you say something that indicates you're going to take away a vice, they shut down. And I've been that person. I guess confirmation bias comes up. Like I was that person who wanted to believe that like, Wine is good for you with the antioxidants. I do not believe that anymore. I was also someone who believed like, oh, the vitamin D from sun exposure and tanning beds is good for you. It outweighs the benefits. I remember at one point being in the tanning salon, they had like a printed out list of benefits of tanning. And I was like, sold. I'm so happy to read that. Sweetie tea doodler go ask five different dermatologists in their 60s about sun damage and tanning and then I'm going to leave you with that quote I heard again there's no such thing as a a healthy tan And that's how I'm going to be a bummer for your day. I'm really so sorry, but I don't know why. I just love... What are you interested in? Like, I also love pimple popping videos. I love learning about skincare. I love learning about um, substances and, like, you know, alcohol. What are the impacts of alcohol on our body? 
I also love, I, I'm so shocked I'm not a full-on vegan or obsessed with food um, in terms of just like animal cruelty. And also like, have you watched those documentaries? There are so many documentaries about food and um, how bad meat is for the planet and our bodies. And oh man, I could talk about that at length, um, even though I am not vegan and I do have um, my own complicated relationship with food. This was all over the place. I really, um, thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a good Wednesday and you'll hear from me on Friday. I love you so much. Message me. Bye.